0: Hello and welcome to SkeptiCast, the show that makes you cocktail party smart in 15 minutes-ish. Today, we are going to talk about wildfires. California has set a new record. In 2020, 4 million acres have burned in California, double the previous record for the most land burned in a year. Why does this happen every year in Cali? Okay, we're gonna get one thing straight right now. It's called California. That's its full name. You please give it the respect that it deserves. If I ever call Michigan Michi, then maybe you can call California Cali. But until then, it's California, and In N Out is better. Okay, thank you. Now, if you feel like you've been hearing a lot more about wildfires, well, you're right. Forestry management experts might be literally the hottest people on the planet right now. <laughs> See what I did there? Cause like they're like on fire. <laughs> But seriously, uh, we tried to find some forestry management experts to interview for this show, but they were all too busy being interviewed for far inferior news sources like the Washington Post or whatever. Uh, And it's not just California. 2019 and 2020 have seen some of the craziest wildfire seasons in history. Leonardo DiCaprio even took a quick break from taking 20-year-olds to Lake Como to promote awareness for the fires in the Amazon. Last August, the Amazon experienced their third largest fire ever ever. And no, that's not the time a warehouse worker asked for the day off and Jeff Bezos lit them on fire. We're talking about the actual Amazon rainforest. Australia also faced its largest bushfires on record, becoming a content machine for the dodo with their photos of those little baby koalas being rescued. I watched so many. Even Alaska and Siberia had over 100 large fires last year but today we're going to focus on California, where the sky is a Trump-tinted orange and Armageddon sounds like sweet release. Today, we'll be going into what wildfires actually are, why they have been increasing, and what are some things we can do about it. But first, did you know? This is a segment where Mimi basically just tells me what she found interesting this week. Did you know... Humans are the only animals whose brains shrink over time. And we're about to elect between two of the oldest candidates we've ever had in American history. I feel like that's also like, like, I feel like America's brain is shrinking over time. Like, are we just actually getting dumber? Or were we just never as smart as we thought we were to begin with? This is what keeps me up at night. Did you know... Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh are the first two Supreme Court justices in history to be appointed by a president who lost the popular vote and confirmed by senators who represent less than half the electorate. I mean, my first reaction is that does feel like it's one of those, like, random, like, baseball stats that people try too hard to find some sort of novel new, like, first just to, like perpetuate this idea that baseball is the thinking man's game because that really just shows us how low the bar is for thinking in sports um but i do get that it's like that actually is like significant because bush lost the popular vote but he appointed like who did he appoint i know he appointed roberts and i actually forget whose other appointments were but i think they all passed with like a decently bipartisan uh vote and like yeah basically the country has been hijacked by like racist white guys um just like the good old days and if you would like to learn more about this topic, check out Skepticast. Why do we still have the Electoral College? Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Speaking of the Supreme Court, did you know that Judge Judy makes 14 times what the Supreme Court justices make combined? Good for her. I I've, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Judge Judy, but I'm just somehow perfectly okay with her being rich as fuck. I feel like she has been there from the beginning. She actually co-invented the judicial branch. And she's just, uh, she's just like a tough old broad. She's got her stick. She goes to work. She yells at people. She goes home, clocks out, makes a shit ton of money. Like, I don't know. I love to see it. I love that journey for her. I demand you watch an episode of Judge Judy immediately or else we can no longer be friends. I might just have to take that loss. So let's talk about wildfires. At any given point in time, some part of the world is on fire. Literally and figuratively, but we're focusing on the literal part for today. Wildfires can burn more than 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and the flames can be as high as 160 feet. They can create winds so powerful that they actually have their own weather systems within the fires. But wildfires have been increasing and becoming far more deadly- According to National Geographic, on average, 72,400 wildfires cleared 7 million acres of U.S. land each year since 2000. That's double what we saw in the 1990s. Fires in California are now routinely called megafires, due to their large size, and the August Complex, which surprisingly is not a Brooklyn-based indie band of skinny white guys playing the harpsichord, but is in fact a fire that started this past summer, has now been termed a giga fire. It's the first fire in modern history to have burned more than one million acres. A recent article in NPR said seven of the most destructive wildfires in California history have occurred just in the past 13 months. Now the problem with that article is that that article was written in 2018. Now it's 2020 and five of the six largest fires in California history happened this year. Do you see like a trend there maybe? Moving on, why have wildfires been on the rise? To start a fire you need three things. Oxygen, fuel, and a spark. Thanks to climate change, fuel has become much more abundant. Since the start of the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s, the global average temperature increased 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit. In places like California, it increased 3 degrees Fahrenheit. That doesn't sound like a lot, but like, it's a lot. Dry weather actually increases the number of combustible materials that can be used as fuel. Because it's all the wood, it gets dried out now. So basically, a lot more shit can catch on fire. Snow has also begun melting a lot earlier in the season, which gives plants more time to dry out. Studies show now that 50 to 75% of the dry, flammable materials out there are attributable directly to climate change. In California, the official wildfire season has increased by 85 days due to these conditions. And to my smug East Coast friends, you're not off the hook here either. First of all, you're smug about a state being on fire, so take a long look in the mirror and wonder what kind of children you're going to raise. Second, a recent New York Times study found that climate change is increasingly putting the foliage in the Northeast under stress, leading to an increased risk of disease, destruction, and yes, fires. So goodbye to all your New England leaf peeping. Have you noticed how the leaves are turning colors earlier in the season recently? Doesn't it feel like basic bitch season on Instagram starts earlier and earlier each year? It does! Because the trees, much like me anytime I tell someone to listen to my podcast, are dying on the inside. Back to wildfires. Human causes of sparks have also increased. 4% of fires start naturally, usually by lightning. But it varies greatly from region to region. So, for example, according to Carbon Brief and the University of Colorado, in Canada, 55% of wildfires are started by lightning. In the U.S., 84% of wildfires are started by humans. No, that's not a joke. 84% of wildfires are started by humans. Mostly straight people, but we'll get back to my heterophobia in a second. In California, the hot Santa Ana winds can also carry these sparks for miles around the state. Human causes of wildfires have included unattended campfires, disposed cigarettes, good old-fashioned arson, downed power lines, car accidents, and of course, gender reveal parties. The El Dorado Fire, which has as of now been active for over 40 days in Southern California, started because a family throwing a gender reveal party thought the party would be a little more fun with pyrotechnics. Straight people are so obsessed with gender, they would rather light California on fire for 40 days than have to mention their pronouns. You guys, gender reveal parties are seriously so stupid. Straight people just get, like, culture. I don't know. It's like, and it's always like, if it's a girl, it's immediately like, pink, and it's dresses, and if it's a boy, it's like, sports and hate women. Anyway, uh, now we're going to talk about some other things that we can do about it, aside from canceling gender reveal parties. So, you know how when you're a kid and they tell you that you can't fight fire with fire? Well, it turns out you can. It's just another lie we're told in childhood, like Santa being real or the government being effective. One of the ways that a place like California can prevent wildfires is through a method called prescribed burning. Prescribed burns are controlled fires intentionally set to help get rid of dried shrubs and other vegetation that could be susceptible to spreading wildfires. These controlled burns can also promote growth of certain valuable trees, for example, by stimulating certain coniferous cones that release their seeds when heat is applied. I'm sorry, I just want to say the word coniferous cone again and again. Coniferous cone, it's like, it sounds like the nickname of like a kindly witch in one of those Dutch children's stories. And then it turns out she just wants to turn them into sausages and eat them. But then we like give it a happy ending and make it a Disney movie. Uh, California currently does do controlled burns of around 125,000 acres a year, but some experts say the state would benefit from increasing that to 1 million acres. That's more than one Rhode Island a year, which again, if you're a smug East Coaster, California can literally light a Rhode Island on fire every year. And like overall, we're still doing fine. Still the world's fifth largest economy. Thank you very much. In recent years, the state has underutilized prescribed burns for a lot of reasons. For one, the point of a controlled burn is that um, you can like control it. But with increasing temperatures, the conditions to run controlled burns are actually diminishing. Another major issue is that real estate development has pushed closer and closer to areas that are at risk of burn given the lower land costs. Uh, Now, as more people live in those areas, controlled burns can be harmful to air quality, and they present a lot of risks to life and property. And that's especially shocking to me because I feel like real estate developers are famously so concerned about things like welfare and the environment. We'll have to look into that one on a a different episode. Uh, But honestly, the biggest issue with the prescribed burns is just cost. It would cost billions each year to up the program of prescribed burns, split between several different local and federal authorities. More than half the forest in California is actually under federal authorities, and if the fire begins on federal land, the federal government pays. But the federal government is Trump, and he literally never pays. Unless it's a porn star. Apparently. Now, the cost of not getting this under control, though, will be much more costly. The National Forest Service of the USDA is already spending more than $2 billion, which is over half of its budget, on fighting wildfires each year, not including prevention strategies like prescribed burns. California's Department of Forestry, called CAL FIRE, already blows through its annual budget of over $2.5 billion. And in three of the last four years, wildfire damage has been north of $10 billion. The Legislative Analyst's Office in California has found numerous other structural challenges as well. Uh, There's a lack of clarity and coordination between government agencies and private landowners, and that makes it really confusing as to who is actually responsible for different aspects of wildfire management. In California, utility companies are responsible for economic damage that results from their equipment. That means that a private homeowner and their insurance company can sometimes be a lot less vigilant about fireproofing their homes, even if they live in high-risk fire areas, because they can still just collect damages from the utility companies. And that, my friends, is called moral hazard. Uh, economic conditions exacerbated by this cute little pandemic have caused the state to stop investing in infrastructure programs. I mean, I'm not really sure that we were doing a lot of investment before that, but that's what the research says. Um, and they these infrastructure programs could actually have helped uh, prevent a lot of damage. So in January, Governor Gavin Newsom announced $100 million in state and federal money to help homeowners replace roofs and make their homes more fire resistant, especially in low income communities. But then in May, they had to suspend the program due to budget cuts. To have any chance of getting the fires under control, we'll need to start with increased cooperation between local, state, and federal governments and private citizens. And honestly, what could possibly go wrong with that? We need to curb development of and prevent humans from moving into areas prone to forest fires. You'd think that would be easy, like, hey, this area is going to catch on fire, so like you might not want to move there. But apparently, it's not. But that's really important because that would allow us to do a lot more controlled burns. And then we also need to make large, very difficult investments to protect ourselves from deadly wildfires. Now... At the individual level, we all can do our part. You know, this is like the little Smokey the Bear segment. Uh, the first thing is like honestly, just like try to like not leave your air conditioning on. Like, just help slow climate change. It actually would do a lot. And um, try to use renewables when you can. Uh, reduce your consumption of meat, which is something I'm going to tell you to do and probably not do because I eat meat all the time. And um, when you're out camping, make sure you're extinguishing fire pits. Do not throw cigarettes out your window. Limit your use of things like fireworks. Um, use them in a clear area if you must. I don't I have no idea why you would ever like need to use a firework, but if you're really going to do that, like don't do it by a bunch of dry combustible stuff. And then, last, and I think probably the most important step here is that if your friend ever invites you to a gender reveal party, get new friends. Thank you for listening to Skepticast. Now, as a reminder, if you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you did not like today's episode, this has been The Ellen DeGeneres Show. Thank you.